um, we'll give a giant clap, clap for our Cleveland Moto podcast. Um, this is Christmas Day edition. Uh, it is the real Christmas, uh, the real Christmas Day. Here we are. Um, I've got my. Uh, this is Chimps in Space, as made by our friend Tim Harnett at Tiki Underground. Uh, Oscar, you're drinking. Screwdriver. A screwdriver. <laughs> and a Moscow Mule, did you get that drink like a week ago? I did get that drink a week ago, and they are teetering on the edge of being, um, they need to go. So I've got, I got six of these um, over a week ago, maybe 10 days ago. And they have a very limited shelf life because they've got the booze already in them. Mm. And so um, some of them, like the Roman twist, has already started to separate. I had to drink the uh, the rain killers, which were the uh, eggnog flavored painkillers. I had to drink those right away because they the ingredients there will separate really fast. So uh, the chimps in space and then the Roman twist are my last two. So I'll be finishing up all the chimps in spaces today because I've been taking that and adding a little bit of blackstrap rum to it. A little bit. Oh, how do you like that? The chimp in uh, space. Good it's good. One? It's really good. It's a. It's extremely. Um, it's really fruity. So it's a. It's a. It's a very tropical drink. It's a definition of a tropical drink. Yeah, I wanted to get over there, but just that weekend things went kind of crazy here, and I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, and that and that's the thing too. I wonder if that's because they are located in Boston Heights. There, you know, like they're they're pretty far down there halfway between us and Akron. And uh, that's why th these came from Tim's house. Now, Tim lives just behind the shop. So, uh, yeah, so Tim's house is right over in Cam's Corners. So that's super convenient. The, uh, in fact, that might not even be a bad idea, but one of those things like, I'm going to do a group buy and just make me six cocktails and I'll pick them up at the shop, you know, just because he can drop them off on his way to anywhere because he, there aren't too many places he can go without driving past our shop. So that's convenient for us. But yeah, that's, it's super cool. What are you drinking, Dan? I'm drinking a 10-year-old uh, white port. I see this. A white Something port. I, I, just, I ordered these like a year ago, and they showed, up, um, they showed up a week ago almost on Sunday. Ah, that's a year. That was a year for that order well, to come a, in. That's going through a port club who's actually importing the port themselves. Okay. I dare you to say port one more time in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, well, that's pretty cool. I, I have some packages that I had ordered on December 2nd and they are still not arrived yet. They were coming USPS. And so I was, I was like, I, I'm almost certain that I ordered those. I looked at my delivery confirmation email and then I got the tracking number and I looked at it and the stuff that I ordered came from Detroit. It took eight days for it to leave Detroit. It then went to Mansfield. It fucked around in Mansfield for five or six days. And then it fucked off to Pittsburgh for four or five days. So it has recently, just recently returned to Mansfield. So we'll see. I've got really high hopes that I'm going to see this package soon. That's really yeah, I've, I've done these port orders a couple times before. Uh, and um, they uh, they typically come in six months, but COVID screwed it all up. This everything, yeah, everything screwed up. What are you drinking, Steve? I have um, Basil Hayden's. Ah, Basil Hayden's. Good for what else? This, uh, this is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so if I fall asleep, at least I have an excuse this time. You will have a damn fine excuse if you fall asleep. <laughs> you look well, well warmer than usual being outside in the. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm in my uh, I'm in my sunroom, so I'm very comfortable and. And I, oh, I have to thank Chris Smith for this bottle of Basil Hayden's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he uh, actually gave it to me when I worked on his uh, garbage disposal. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to do that. I really didn't. I mean, I don't expect anything from my friends, you know? No. I mean, it's nice that he gave it to me, but still, I mean, I, I would help my friends. My friends are gratis. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Everybody is, I mean, everybody that I know that I like, is gratis. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all. The uh, if you want to give me liquor, <laughs> I'm not going to kick it out of my mouth. <laughs> it's usually the right size. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a thing today, or heard a thing today on the radio, that 30 percent of Christmas gifts received by Americans will be returned, and that puts a tremendous strain on the system because by the time you receive a gift, um, it's usually had about five to seven people touching it. It's, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. had five to seven hands on it. Returning a gift has about 14 to 20 touch points. So that gift is handled by so many more people when you return it. And then it has to be inspected too, to see if it's high enough quality to get put back on the shelf at wherever it is it came from. So it's a extreme money loser in our society and we live in a society that fully expects to be able to return things if we're not super happy with it. Um, well, I'm returning this tomorrow <laughs> to myself at the plant. <laughs> goes around, comes around. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that actually got more popular when Amazon started just doing his own little, like, you can return whatever you want, yeah. and we'll do it for free, and you can do something. It just got rampant and it just i'm not a big fan of that stuff it's just like if i usually take a long time to buy anything because i do a lot of research so by the time i i collect to buy anything either on ebay or wherever it's what i want i'm not gonna be fucking absolutely guaranteed it's exactly what i want i've taken all the question out of it whatsoever but like when zappos started it with the shoes Mm -hmm. and this whole idea was that, oh, you could buy shoes online so much better than buying them at the shoe store and because they don't fit, you can send them back. I've had fucked up feet my entire life. Like I don't have arches and I've got triple wide feet. So there's no, that concept to me, I was like, yes, I'm going to send one pair of shoes back four times. I can't even participate in that. Like ethically, right. I can't participate in it. Well, what I don't get is like something like Carvana. Okay. Yeah. You buy a car unseen. It's the second, well, pretty much the second largest purchase in your life. Yes. So these people don't even know what they're buying. Right. Because they haven't shopped these cars. They go online, they see a car, they buy it. They guarantee you that you can return this car and get whatever you want. Right. So it it seems to me like a bad business model because you're going to be, if you're to shuffle these cars, I mean, maybe they don't get a lot of returns. But, you know, with this society, with people younger than us, yeah. they seem to like they return everything. They return right. their food the next day after they eat it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's ridiculous. 
Well, I'm at the shop and we, it's not uncommon for us to have people bring items back to the shop and try to return them. And what's funny is sometimes they'll come into the shop ahead of time to make sure that we carry a particular brand of jacket or a particular brand of helmet. And then it was kind of like, oh, they popped in and then a couple of days later they come in with a box and they're like, yeah, I want to return this bell helmet. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. I'm not saying we don't have any business, but I don't remember you buying this helmet. And I kind of remember customers. So do you have a receipt? Well, no, I don't have a receipt. It was a gift. And then I'm like, no, that's not even a helmet. That's not a model we carry. And they're like, well, but it's a bell. I should be able to return it here. And I'm like, no, that's not exactly how it works. You can mail it back to whoever, whoever took your money. I guess you could argue they have the right to give it back to you if they deem to. But I was like, oh, no, we're not touching that. I'm like, well, that's terrible customer service. I was like, well, you never put any money in my register. So I'm, supposed to take that, yeah, so I'm supposed to take that helmet back from you that I didn't order, have it on my shelves, and give you 100% full retail what you paid for it? I don't buy inventory that way. I buy stuff at cost. That's how I stay in business. So, yeah, it's a really weird thing that people do feel that sense of entitlement to return something just about anywhere. So, yeah, really kind of crazy. The, uh, it's a tough one to, tough one to watch. Uh, has anybody seen John Wick 3? Yes. You have. Okay. Um, I have not. So, but I heard it on good authority that the, a lot of the motorcycles used in John Wick 3 were zero electric motorcycles. Um, they were zero DSRs. And I didn't know that, so I had to go and watch uh, segments of the film. And the, hilarious, there's a whole scene with the motorcycles and horses and the whole thing. And yes, the motorcycles were zeros. That must work well for filming with horses because they're silent. And the horses probably don't freak out as much. But then the freaking Foley artists in Hollywood made the motorcycles sound like they were, you know, sport bikes. That's what threw me off because I, I, I mean, I watched the movie a couple of times and and they were cool looking. I was like, that's really cool. But yeah, you're right. That's what it's like. I don't remember being silent and they actually sounded like actual motorcycles. That's why I didn't never thought of a register of. They took a perfectly yeah. silent motorcycle and made it sound like yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah, like a sport bike. But Super it, weird. It, I was looking at the the film in general and it wasn't. I mean, I don't know what you think, Oscar, but I, I thought one and two were way better. Yeah, it was it was more goofy than the third one, and more just gimmicky and over the top. But yeah, you're right. One and two were way better. But I mean, it's still worth watching. I mean, I li- I like the John Wick series. I mean, I like the whole thing. I like the right. idea of him. He's a badass, and he's yeah. you know whatever. But just like the Jack Reacher stuff. I mean, Did I John like Wick lose a dog in the third too. one too. Or does does John Wick just have to lose a dog before he goes ape shit and starts killing people? Kind <laughs> go ape shit and kill people without losing a dog. There are some dogs in the third one as well. <laughs> Man, the uh, so I just thought the that third was, one is a dog. <laughs> well, for anyone who is a for anyone who's a uh, Keanu Reeves fan or a Zero motorcycle fan, I thought that'd be an interesting tip. Uh, about you know kind of being in that world the uh did notice here in cleveland uh don't have anybody riding motorcycles today for some strange reason 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's uh, 10 inches of snow. I was going to say, it might be the 10 inches of snow. That and what, temperatures <laughs> of what, 18 degrees? Yeah. We, when Merritt and I, we went out and took a walk today out in the forest. And uh, when we got back in the car, a couple, three miles, and the snow's deep. Snow's, it's not as heavy as it was last time. It's pretty light snow. Okay. Um, pretty easy to walk through right now, at least, because it's 15 degrees. And that 15-degree snow is really light, and it moves out of the way real easy. But uh, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> You'd realize after spending an hour outside, you're like, yeah, well, this is officially winter now. And always the hardcore guy. The one or two hardcore dudes you see riding their bikes on Christmas, not today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there was no way you could ride today. I mean, it was a sheet of ice anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I'll ride in the snow, but I won't ride in, like, with the ice underneath the snow because that's where you get killed. So. Of course, yeah. Uh, last night to the shit. Oh, last night as I was doing our last deliveries, um, you know, again, we're a shop. We sell things to people. And every year it's always kind of a giggle to see will we have a customer that actually insists that we deliver the bike on christmas right and it happens and so uh we didn't have a christmas day delivery today but we had a christmas eve delivery yesterday and this is kind of a fun one uh red vespa yay right because that's fucking christmas right there and so red vespa delivered to uh seven hills and I got there and I figured, well, you know, the guy's standing on his porch. It's going to be a pretty easy delivery. Nice big house, what have you. Unload the bike out of the back of the truck. I've got the red Ford pickup truck with the fancy, you know, four folding ramp. So it's just comes out super easy. Snow's coming down. Um, get the thing out of the truck, fire it up. Fuel injection is awesome. God love fuel injection. So even at 28 degrees, the thing fires up instantly. Take it for a honk down the street, bring it back in. And the guy specified he wants almost no gas in it, like almost no gas. Fair enough. Cool. Just enough to get up and start it up and pull it into the driveway pretty much. And then he goes, can you do me a favor? I said, yeah, I, I can help you. What do you need? He goes, we got to put it in the house. I said, oh, okay. And I go look at his front stairs and his front stairs are like typical, like three, you know, three front steps, you know, not too bad. So I'm like, well, we'll do it. I'll show you how to help me and we'll get through this. He goes, I got a buddy of mine coming, but if you could help, I'm like, trust me, just let me do it. And you just kind of guide and be the safety guy. Cause I've done it a lot and it'll be easier if you don't break this thing before your wife sees it. So yeah, get it into the house. So he opens up the front door and right inside of the front door is a Christmas tree. Like the front door nearly hits it and there's presents under the tree and there's a big giant three foot tall Darth Vader, you know, thing and all kinds of cool presents and the trees decorated really nice. It's like, okay, well that's fine. So I push the bike in as I'm going past the, the front, like the formal room, the parlor, I see four Christmas trees and they're all perfectly decorated and there's presents everywhere what the hell is going on? Walk straight back, get into the kitchen. Kitchen is totally decorated. There's a Christmas tree in the kitchen. He goes, directs me. We wiggle the scooter, get it turned around. We get it past the dining room table. Two Christmas trees in the dining room. Go into the family room. Six Christmas trees in the family room. I think I know where you're going with that. <laughs> there are 40 Christmas trees in this house. What? Not making it up. There are 40 40 Christmas trees in this house. The house, I guess, is called the Christmas House in Seven Hills, Ohio. 
So this is, this is what they do, but everything in the house, like every little bullshit Santa Claus that you squeeze and he dances and sings, they got it all. Mm. Like this house is single-handedly supporting China's fetish with American Christmas, all the Chinese stuff, all the toys. But the crazy thing was each one of these Christmas trees had toys underneath it. And I was like, what the hell goes on? I guess it's just part of a massive display. The wife loves Christmas. So I took some pictures of us putting, you know, the bike in the house by the tree. And there's like little pedal cars, like by like kid sized pedal cars um, by the tree. It's insane. It's one of the best examples ever of Americans just getting way into collecting shit. You know, See, I thought you were to say that one room had like this queen spread on the floor and it was going to be like a scene from American Psycho. <laughs> just dead Santa Clauses. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> no, I just I, up Santa Clauses all over the floor. Dead elves <laughs> all over as far as the eye could see. Just dead elves. No, I thought you were going to go with uh, the social distancing, like different families, like all yes. spread around the house. I thought that's where you were going, but no, that's even- <laughs> it's a San Diego thing. They have a Christmas tree in the garage for the three yep. families living there. <laughs> I only say that because our friend has three families living in his garage right now. So it's uh, the uh, San Diego, man. It's, it's tight. You gotta, you gotta get housing wherever you can. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so yeah, it's, it's wonky. But yes, I really hadn't seen, you know, I really hadn't seen anything that extreme before, but it was fun doing pickups and deliveries yesterday because as the day was ending, we were also delivering gifts to our nieces and nephews and, you know, people that we, we love, but we are not going to get in the same fucking room with them uh, because COVID's out of control. The, uh, so that wasn't the only uh, bike delivery then? So what I we did a pickup. We picked up a, a white bike out way out in Burton. It was beautiful, and the snow was falling, and it was just picturesque. By the time we got everything done on the east side, people that don't know Cleveland will have to understand that the west side of Cleveland, you know, this this the weather comes in from Chicago, and you know it, it's okay. But the east side of Cleveland, well, that's all the wind blows across that lake, picks up all that moisture, comes inland, gets frozen, and we get lake effect on the east side. So the east side usually gets twice or three times as much snow as the west side does. Seeing as how we're making these deliveries on the east side, well, guess what? We had to drive home in the blizzard. So F-150 pickup truck, no weight in the back of it whatsoever. And we're on I-90 and there were just crash after crash after crash. And if I leaned on the gas a little too hard, the thing just spun. And if I leaned on the brakes a little too hard, it was like the ABS was engaging, but nothing was happening. It was just like, it'd make the noise of ABS happening, but the truck would just start sliding sideways. So empty pickup trucks, no fun. Yeah. 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 So that was it. So got that one, got that one parked. And tomorrow I'll be uh, taking the Pajero mini to work because it's in the garage and it's four wheel drive. Yeah. And I don't have to clear a foot of snow off of it. I can just open the garage door and out I go. Yeah. Yep. It'll be so much more fun, but yeah, that'll be cool. The, uh, you guys are opening tomorrow then? Yeah, we're going to be open tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Uh, they closed They closed yesterday early. They, you know, I told them, I was like, as long as we take care of the people who are picking up bikes and getting the bikes delivered that we promised we would, once we're done, we're done. Go home. Enjoy yourself. 
it's not like Renee's going home to her family in Pennsylvania. You know, it's, uh, I think Crystal, I think James' girlfriend, Crystal is in town. So, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. So I'm sure he wanted to get home fast. Right. <laughs> so yeah, That's it. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. That's, uh, and, uh, and they don't get much further than that. Are you working tomorrow, Steve? I was supposed to work today, but I was, um, Goofing around this morning doing the reverse striptease <laughs> to uh, a Sealy Dan song in my room, and I got a sliver in my foot, and it took my wife four hours to dig it out of my toe. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I'm glad it was actually one of the best Christmases ever because I got to spend it all day with my wife. Instead That's of great. working and doing whatever, we spent all day. You know, together, and it's it was a great Christmas. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what Mary and I've been doing this whole time. We've just been hanging out with each other, so that's just been the two of us. Um, yeah. So plus, if you ever had a sliver, as soon as it comes out of your foot, anything's great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's good after that. Yeah, because it's so. I mean, it's amazing that a quarter inch piece of wood could cause so much pain for so long. So. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, but I, you know, it's my fault for goofing around. I was playing the Fez from Steely Dan and dancing around and my daughter's like, what the hell? Why are you up so early talking? Why don't you shut up? Why do you, why do you have so much energy this morning? I'm like, because I always am at work and, you know, I'm at work in the morning and I work and I'm a morning person, you know, <laughs> she's like, shut up, just go to bed, shut up. Aren't you driving everybody crazy? And I'm like, oh, well, and then that took me out for the rest of the day. <laughs> and you were done. <laughs> That's all right. Are you doing any traveling, Oscar? No, well, just today. Yeah, uh, I went down to uh, Hawkins Hills at the yeah. state park. Yeah, Hawkins Hills is a state park. A little, well, it's it's a little closer to Columbus than it is Cleveland, it's, right? It's south of Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like three and a half hours from here. So yeah. Yeah, I took some pictures. So I got a new camera. That, oh, remember that? The, I think it was last last podcast. I was asking Sleepy about the like yes. the camera stuff, and I actually did get the camera. Oh, you did. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so I my the usual one you've probably seen the the Pantex K one thousand. That's a yeah. really yeah. common one, right? But the new one that I got is the uh, Pantex six by eight. Holy Jesus! <laughs> it's a medium format, so yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah that's a roll of film. That's a thirty five, and that's the one twenty. So yeah. Oh, and I wow. just went to take a bunch of pictures over there in uh, Huck and Hill. So that's wow. This is fucking. <laughs> yeah, so, that is a monster. That medium format camera is so huge. Yeah. That's a hundred and twenty millimeter. The yep. film width is a hundred twenty millimeters. Wow. I, I, yeah. Damn. So, yeah. So that what, is I mean, what crazy. what's available for that? Like, say, what kind of like? I mean, do you, is there a wide variety? They have color and black and white. I since I do the the black and white development, so that's the usual one I get. But yeah, they they do still sell uh, color and uh, and black and white. So yeah. they do, do they still sell twenty four fifteen like that really uh, high density film? It's like super low ISO. 
I don't know. I usually get just the 400. You mean like the ectochrome, the old, the old black and white ectochrome that was basically infrared? Uh, it's not infrared. It was called 2415, yeah. but it had such a, it was a 24 ISO. Yep, exactly. It had such a, uh, you could, you could develop, that's, that's all I shot with because you could develop like a, a, like a two millimeter section into an eight by 10, no grain. Super, super. It was, it was so high. The, the grain was so low on it. It was like you could. It was like a like a like HD. Okay. Wow. So you could blow it up and like yeah. it, when you're taking like more long distance shots, mm -hmm. like or for sports, you could blow up a, like an individual person. Like you get a panoramic look, but when yeah. you you could blow up a section and it wouldn't be grainy. Damn. Well, that's cool. The, Plus, uh, I did a, a hell of a lot of infrared stuff too, which was really cool. But the I, I was kind of paying a little bit of attention when I was in high school. We had a photo lab, and we was a photo club, and everything else. And obviously, I was very poor; I couldn't afford anything fancy. So I bought a secondhand Minolta X five seventy, you know, mm -hmm. just an old SLR camera, and I I bought this thing, and it was all the money I had in the world. But it did, you know, it did get me into shooting in black and white, which is nice because you can develop that at home. Yeah. You know, you can develop it in a dark bag. And the nice thing was you could set up a home and larger pretty easily, pretty cheaply. Right. And you could, you know, you could play around with it quite a bit. And I never really got into color at all because of that. And because the costs associated with it and everything else. But it was a really fun hobby in high school being able to play around with the black and white. Yeah, in my own dark room. I had a dark room, color, black and white. Mm -hmm. I had everything, but we just had to push past all the kids trying to smoke weed in the dark room to get yeah. to actually use any of the equipment that was in there. Well, I had one in my basement. Yeah. I made one like with curtains and in like the boiler room where all the spiders would eat you when you were trying to develop things. So. Oh man. The, uh, so got, we have our warehouse. Uh, you guys know that we store motorcycles for the winter time. And so our warehouse is just about full. I mean, it is, it's like brimming. And somebody called yesterday to see if we could do a winter storage for them. And I was like, well, we don't like picking bikes up once the salt's on the road, obviously, right? We, we, we'd prefer not to do that. Uh, the only enclosed trailer I have is Kromke's trailer I got from him, which is a, you know, a fully enclosed car hauling trailer. It's a big-ass trailer. And so that's in the backyard of my house right now. Like, that is in the back You're of my... You're getting that out. <laughs> it's not coming out. No, it's, it's not. It's there. That's where it's going to be until the ground re-solidifies, you know, re and it's probably going to be like July, before that can come out. And when it comes out, I'm going to sell it because I just, I don't use it enough, right? It's not something that I use. A big car trailer doesn't come in handy at all. And that was the crazy thing is this guy's like, well, I've got this BMW and I really need to get it into, you know, heated storage. I really need to get it in. He's like, it can't stay in my garage. It's going to end up in my backyard with a tarp over it. And I'm like, oh, the wife. Yeah, so I was like, what the hell's going on? He's like, my wife insists that she put her car in the garage. And there's no way that she's going to let me keep this BMW I bought in the garage. So the BMW is going to have to go out in the backyard with a park on it. It is a brand new 2021 BMW, you know, uh, RS1250 GSA, all the trimmings, everything. And he's not allowed to keep it in the garage because his wife's 
car has to be in the garage. I'm like, oh my God, man. Like the idea of I would buy a shed, that's all there is to it. I would I would just purchase a shed. The shed would go in the backyard and that would be the house for the bike from that point on. But so he's he's truly 11th hour, absolutely panicking, needs to have this bike picked up. I told him, this snow's probably going to go away on Monday. There's, you know, there's a chance that it'll clear up. And if it clears up, I'll get over with the truck and I'll pick it up. But man, it's going to be a couple 40 hour, it's going to be a couple 40 degree days yeah. coming up. So I think you might be okay. I think you might be all right. The, uh, because you know what he's, he needs to grow a set of balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, well or, and, that's, and that's kind of stupid last minute either either he fucked up because his wife told him a long time ago he didn't do shit yeah. or, right. or she just like figured out that there's a storm coming oh my god i gotta put my car inside that that's which is bullshit too so or both of them fucked up which yeah. is most likely but seems like he missed a perfect opportunity when he bought that motorcycle for two weeks after he bought that motorcycle to say, you know, we need a bigger garage or I need my own garage for my motorcycle or I need a big ass shed for my motorcycle unless you want to park your car on the street. So have you said, now that you mentioned that I, and, and I recently I saw the advertisement come up again. Have you, have you seen anywhere near or, or were any of the deliveries or any, any person that you know about, those stupid little like dome covers for the outside with the key with, which looks like you can probably just yank it open, which is shitty plastic yeah. stuff. Have yeah, you seen I, those? I don't have any of my customers have those, um, but yeah, they you know are plastic. Talking about, right? Yeah, they're just a plastic thing, and it does have an uh, a domed cover on it. So it's like it's literally is like Baby Yoda's bassinet, but the motorcycle goes in, and the motorcycle. <laughs> the, the, the restaurants bought them all so that you could sit outside and, and uh, drink outside <laughs> dining. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a pod, people. It I is mean, for it's pod, like, yeah. The it's Living like the, Dead, like this. Dog what was that movie with the little pods that yeah. the people pop out of? <laughs> I mean, in, in theory, it sounds good. It has the little like, the the yeah tire choke, whatever catcher thingy on the front. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. They're not gonna steal it. They're not gonna have like a forklift and just take the whole fucking thing out because you can't <laughs> even get to it allegedly. But I guess if you've got, if that's the rules you have to play by and you're going to have to have your bike in a bubble, you know, your bike's going to be in a plastic bubble in the backyard, then that's all you can deal with. That's great. But, you know, this isn't like we're, this is Cleveland. We're not exactly short on space. You know, if you want to have, if you want to have Get a shed, a shed, <laughs> you could probably have five or six of them in your backyard. No problem. Well, your but, customer sounds like he needs a she shed. A she shed. <laughs> the, uh, what I, what I, I can only imagine what I'm going to run into when I get there and see and see exactly what's going on with, uh, see exactly what's going on with this guy's setup and why, you know, this giant. And I, I mean, I, I had to think about it cause like we're getting pretty tight on space in the warehouse. And I was like, Oh, that BSA, that BS, that BMW. Oh, and the other thing was I told him, I was like, well, keep all the boxes off of it. I don't want any luggage on this thing when it goes into storage. Cause it's so wide. And he's like, well, the, no, the boxes got to go with it. I can't, I have nowhere to store the boxes. And I was like, oh, shit, you got to be kidding me, man. So, yeah, this is going to take up a lot of room in the old, you know, warehouse, this monster BSA. We did have a guy call with a Ural this year, 
And he called with a Ural with a sidecar rig. And I told him, yeah, I'd, I'd be thrilled to do it because the back part of our warehouse, I can put anything in. I've got my hearse back there. Um, you know, we could put anything we want in that space. And the guy said, he goes, well, how much, how much is it? And I told him, I was like, well, for a normal motorcycle, we charge two fifty a year, you know, two fifty for, you know, winter time till springtime, you know, when we get it in, when we get it out and we'll change your oil. We'll do a, a basic service for it too. Cause it should really get fresh oil in it before it gets put away for the snow. You know, we don't put something away with shitty oil in it and it'll be on a battery tender and everything else and covered up. And he goes, Oh no, no, man. Uh, I, I saw this place by us is doing it for 20 bucks a month. And I said, if it's 20 bucks a month, it's, it's going to be a lean to, there won't be any walls on it. Like, Oh, well, but there was this other place that was doing it for 40 bucks a month. They don't do anything. Your your bike just goes into a tomb or it goes into a thing. And I was like, well, okay, but if you have it in there for four months, you're already at 160 bucks. So yeah, yeah. You know, but that's, that's cheaper. I'm like, but they're not going to put a battery tender on it. They're not going to stabilize the fuel or like in our case, we put boat, we put rec 90 in them. So we'll drain gas out and put rec 90 in it. And plus no oil change or anything else. He's like, yeah. And then I realized I, I made the, I forgot. I was talking to a guy with a Ural and they're just <laughs> fucking cheap. They're just inherently. Wait. Yeah. They're just Wait. Cheap people. Wait. <laughs> they're a, uh, uh, what are you saying? <laughs> I, I don't think he was. I think I'm saying that everybody I've met so far that has a Ural likes to brag about how the brakes can stop on a dime and then pick it up. You know? Well, that's not true. <laughs> Wait, why don't you say, okay, he also has a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, they did. Uh, I did see where the new Ural has a uh, like a Euro edition that's like orange and gray German scatter camouflage. Well, oh, that's pretty. It looks pretty cool, though. It looks pretty cool. Um, it wait, looks wait, 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 wait. You said new? Are they still making them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still making them. Oh, yeah. 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 Like 20, 20, That thing was like twenty thousand bucks, though. Twenty eight thousand bucks. Twenty eight thousand. <laughs> Yeah. I knew it was ridiculously high. It is ridiculously high. <laughs> for, yeah. for a piece of Russian crap. <laughs> <laughs> they always do something quirky. They always do something like, oh, there's a periscope on the one if it's the U-boat edition. Or there's one that has like two bottles of vodka on the back of it with entrenching tools and shit. Like there's, they always have silly fun editions with the Urals. Um, but in this particular case, this, this latest one is just the money edition. This is just seeing how tight they can squeeze a Ural customer, which is you know, apparently pretty tight. But yeah, that was shocking me. When I saw that, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's a <laughs> ton of money. I, you know, I might pay for that if uh, they put a BMW engine in it <laughs> and had some good guys welding the frame <laughs> and maybe like a, you know, like a Ferrari rear end. <laughs> yeah, I did see that they put beautiful German suspension on this thing. Like they were clearly touting the components of this newest Ural. So it, they were they were pretty fucking impressed by it, but they should be. They're charging a lot of money for it. So go figure the. Uh, yeah, it does it does nothing for me because well 
I'm not a huge fan of your alls anyway. And I would want to have a BMW, like you said, I would want to have a BMW motor in one, which at that point, you know, you get your R90, you get your R100 and you put a sidecar on it. And there you go. That's a, I'm, I'm, I, I was trying to share my screen, but it's disabled by, by sleepy, but that's a goofy looking limited edition for the 2021 that that's a, that's a sidecar KLR wannabe. I mean, it's like with orange shit all over the place and camo. Yeah. Yeah, the orange camouflage, you either love it or you hate it. I do happen to love it, so. I mean, is that, oh, man. It no. should have made it look like a COVID virus. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird looking. I, I get, I, I like how the site Did you see what MSRP is on that, though, Oscar? Did you? Uh, let me just double check. Yeah. Because, I mean, we remember when Urals first came out, you could get a Ural, and I know this is going to, tell people how old I am, but when your alls first became very popular, they were $49.95 straight from Russia. And you buy right. your all and it was on a pallet and it was $49.95. And then if you wanted the one that had the outboard drive wheel, then you usually paid $54.95. It was like 500 more to get the one with the two wheel drive. And then at some point they crossed the line and they went over 10 grand. And when they went over 10 grand, I was like, that's just, that just doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't cipher for me with a, a Russian military surplus vehicle. It was, it's, and it's still got technology from the, the 40s. I yeah. mean, really, they, they've, I mean, they've added fuel injection. They've added, you know, ABS. They've added all the stuff. But that engine is still a, a Russian freaking castings and it's basically the same engine. I mean, they haven't done very much. The internals are almost the same. Certainly seems like they punched the engine out as far as they can punch it out. Right. You're not going to get any more than 750 out of that engine without blowing it up. Yeah. So what'd you find out, Oscar? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about the, uh, the, the limited edition, but the yeah. off the off road adventure one, two wheel drive. Yeah. It's 17.5. Yeah. That's the, that's what they, that's like their standard two wheel driver. That's their, yeah. you know, that's not even the gear up that's, package. That's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the regular. Yeah. 18 right. grand for 18 grand for that one. For a two wheel drive. You buy a Goldwing for that. I mean, really a, a discount Goldwing right now. I can buy one for 18.5. Well, sure. That, that doesn't surprise me at all and, and have all the good things in the world on it. Right. But more importantly, you could buy a really kick-ass older bmw even something with fuel injection there's a and, more just like an africa twink i mean there's a yeah. lot of stuff you can buy like way cheaper than that there are way better bikes than that well oh, i yeah. guess there's the pride of ownership with the ural where people that own urals love the fact that they love that they have it because they feel like they've adopted it and they feel like they're the father <laughs> of that vehicle you know but it's, it's, it's a niche thing though i mean it's i i i I've only ridden a sidecar a couple times. Yeah. They're goofy as fuck. I mean, it's not, it's not easy to, to ride. I mean, not. It, it takes, They're not even fun to ride. I mean, it's not really fun. It's work. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you're going, if you're commuting around the, around town, I can get it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You can't go on the freeway with that fucking thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it's a death wish. Yeah, it is. Well, it's, you know, it's, like Phil, it's like Phil was talking about his pickup truck without weight. Imagine a fucking sidecar without without someone on the side right. on the freeway. 
Yeah. Well, I solved that problem. I put a, a, a deep cycle, a big deep cycle battery in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Just to let weight on it. No, I did. And the thing is, it's way better with the deep cycle battery in the trunk because you always have like a person in there. Yeah. Right. No, I get it. It weighs a hundred pounds. So, I mean, you figure as long as you have that weight there, it's a little bit better than having no weight in there. And then, I mean, I guess the advantage is you can bring your dog more comfortably. <laughs> but I mean, it's more of a quirky thing. It's because like, I would rather ride. I mean, in order of fun, I mean, the zero. First of all, you can buy the best zero there is for the price of that thing. Yeah, and you'd have way more fun, and you'd have. I mean, it's there's no comparison. Yeah. And then every other bike is every other bike's below that, and then the the euro. But you ride it because you want to be quirky. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you ride it because I mean, every every goofball in the world starts waving at you like they just got off the short bus. Well, that's the thing well, about sidecars is most of the time you're riding the sidecar for other people. You're doing right. it so that you can get the the waves and the smiles and the the boy howdies from other people. And everyone thinks that riding sidecars is easy, but the second you get on a sidecar, if you've never ridden a sidecar before and you get on a sidecar for the first time, you are going to shit a biscuit because a sidecar the first time is insanely unnatural. It is I'm going to pull a microfresh to say, nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Phil, has anybody ever put a sidecar on a zero? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we haven't. Nobody's done it around here, but I have seen sidecars with zero rigs before, and I've seen sidecar uh, sidecar zero rigs in parts of Europe where it's extremely cold. So where they're doing that for like a stability thing. But yeah, that that's that's a mm. that's a pretty cool thing. The the funny thing to me is the zero frame. All, all the zeros have aluminum frames, mm. and they're not just fucking like oh i'm just gonna tig you know tig something up for that the zero frames are usually fucking art i mean they're beautiful and there's no point when i would look at a zero frame where i would go hmm you know what i want to do is i want to just um i want to just cut and weld on that you know? there's no way but uh you did see if you look up you can do a google image search for electric ural and because there is a, a Ural that is powered by a zero powertrain. I saw that. Yeah. So they've got the charging socket going into the top of the gas tank, which is, I think, kind of funny and ironic, but unnecessary. But yeah, it does. It's a fully electric powered uh, Ural. So, you know, that was more of a proof of concept than anything they were planning on selling. But the, the idea is fun. You know, you're, you have a you know, very reliable powertrain with gobs of torque. No problem carrying around as many extra batteries as you want because who gives a shit about weight? You know, you've got uh, 160 pounds of batteries in a normal DSR, DS, and then you can throw another 160 pounds in the sidecar rig and have a 300-mile range if you want, you know? Uh, well, that's like, uh, I don't know. Like, like Steve was saying, I've, I've never seen either the, the, the sidecars are empty or they have mm -hmm. dogs. Yeah. I've never seen a fucking <laughs> sidecar with a human being on it yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. and I've seen a bunch of them, but they're always look at the fucking dog. On the we, used, uh, we did one with a camera rig one year for a project Dustin was doing. So I had to, I was running a Royal Enfield with the sidecar and we had all kinds of cameras bolted to the sidecar. 
and we were running along to do this photo shoot and uh, Dustin would be on my uh, GB 500 running along these train tracks and we would run parallel to him and shoot him and you know we'd shoot him with all the video camera rigs so the sidecar was very handy for just being a really good platform to bolt a bunch of cameras to but for that you could have used a minivan you could have just hung somebody out the window of a honda odyssey or something you know it wouldn't have killed anyone to be shooting like that but yeah sidecars wintertime seems like it'd just go hand in glove it'd be obvious you'd see them everywhere but yet we don't you know I feel the uh, electric Ural doesn't look bad, actually. <laughs> not 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 with the sidecar, but just the bike right. itself. Right, that's kind of cool. It's got twice the horsepower. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you figure even a, a FXS motor yeah. has almost twice the horsepower as a Ural. As any, yeah, as any normal Ural, sure, that's right. And then and then the torque is just way beyond anything that that thing's ever going to produce. So. Well, and you have to start being careful because pretty soon you're going to start putting that. Yeah, there it is. There's the electric Ural. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the problem is if you put too much torque in there, you're going to start breaking the Russian parts. <laughs> you know? It's going to fall apart. Well, yeah, because I mean, think about it. You change your system, you're driving the back wheel and everything else. That's really engineered to take a certain amount of torque. I don't know if it's going to be, you know. It's not going to take 70 or 80 foot pounds of torque constantly. Right. Is Ivan going to be happy think, that I mean, I don't think it would. on his weld job, you know? So. <laughs> That yes, U-joint I mean, is very flimsy, too. That U-joint, like, right in that rubber disc with, uh, like, that uh, shock-absorbing disc right behind the transmission. It's got, like, two, like, quarter-inch bolts through it with that rubber... That's your, that's your cush drive. Yeah. So the cush drive on the Ural is one of the things that I like to talk to people as being a safety feature that prevents you from spending too much money. Uh, because that cush drive on a Ural, I swear to God, that son of a bitch is engineered to fail before anything that breaks in the transmission can destroy your motor or before anything in the motor that breaks in the, can destroy the back end. So that cush drive is funny because Steve's not joking. It's literally two bolts going through a piece of rubber. So Yeah, because the, the gears and the differential are probably made out of lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty, pretty... <laughs> pretty cheesy, pretty cheap. But yeah. I, you were mentioning about the, the electric ones, and, and, and do you have any any realistic plans of of actually um, having the Vespa electric? I've, I haven't heard any details, but at least the speed and the, and the range are, sound horrible. They are. Are yeah, you even considering carrying those at all? We won't. We'll, okay. We won't carry one. We won't stock one. Okay. We won't have one sitting in our shop. We have a really nice, either. big, beautiful poster of one yeah. right behind <laughs> Renee's desk. Yeah, I remember. It's, it's $7,800 for something that has less performance than their 50cc bike. Yeah. So if it's $7,800 and it has less performance than their 50cc bike, we're, we're not going to touch it. We're hands off. But how yeah, pathetic is that? I mean, how can they how how could they engineer something to have such low performance when Zero's lowest line bike that drivetrain would make that Vespa an awesome machine? Yeah, it would wouldn't it? Yeah, it would yeah. be great. You could literally just move the drivetrain over from the the Vespa from the Zero to the Vespa, 
and everything would be cheaper. Everything would be less expensive. And, you know, it would just be a matter of gearing to just make the, the motor go to the back wheel at the gear ratio that you wanted because you don't need the Vespa to go 85 miles an hour, you know, no. or 88 miles an hour. But so imagine how fast that would be and how be economical that would be. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. No, but they, 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 they screw the pooch really bad both ways. The battery range sucks ass, and the, the it's limited really fucking yeah. low. I mean, your your speeds are horrible. When you watch the video of uh, Robot and Alex and all of our friends from Motorsport Scooters all going out, and they rode them very, very early in their production, and you see them, and they're inside Oh, yeah, a I saw it, yeah. Yeah, they're inside a parking structure. Like, so they're inside a parking structure, and you see you see Robot jump on there, and Robot jumps on, and he just gives it the berries, and the thing pulls away like an RC car. Like, it's real slow. You're like, oh, no, this is going to suck. <laughs> I guess I should say it didn't have the power delivery of an RC car. It had the power delivery of an electric train set. <laughs> just like you crack the throttle and it just goes pulls away <laughs> so slow. yeah so if you watch their video of the uh, robot and the guys from motorsport scooters uh checking out the very first uh batch of electric those, Vespa. Were, those early this year or late last year yeah right? i think it's it was a while since they got the long time yeah, it's been a long time. So the uh, oh, today uh, funny for people in the holiday ho ho spirit. Uh, watch Isle of Man. Uh, Isle of Man TT did the Santa Claus ride today. So the 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 Santa Claus ride happened uh, hours ago, but all the guys are in Santa suits as they are, and they jump on their motorcycles and they all get together and they ride around the island and they donate all the money to charity uh, for the the children's hospitals on the island. And it'll do your heart good because it's fun uh, for Oscar and I and all the people that have been to the Isle of Man because we recognize all the stuff that's there. That's cool. But it's really fun because they're not wearing masks. So the Isle of Man has been careful, really careful. Leaving everybody else out of the island. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so do they do the full loop? They don't do the full loop. Um, it is a big ride, and they're not doing it at 140 miles an hour. Uh, what the fun part is near the end of it, they get in behind a Lambretta Series 2 with a pipe on it. So these uh, the two guys that do it, it's the guy who runs the YouTube channel Unrestricted Isle. So he's a lot of fun. But the, uh, but they, the guys who, uh, and he, you know, he's just a good guy. He's the guy who hooked us up with our roommate for the Isle of Man last year. And so they're out, they're wearing these inflatable suits that make it look like the little Christmas elf has got Santa Claus on his back. And then they're riding the motorcycles with those inflatable suits on. So it's hilarious. And they're on their super motards. So they're doing wheelies and fun stuff the whole time. They're riding big fun. And they're, uh, helping out kids and charity and stuff. So that's cool. Looks like they had sunshine together, sunshine today too, which is fucking great, but no masks because their Island isn't wearing masks. Right. You know? I, I, I just subscribe to the uh, restricted yeah. aisle. Yeah. Subscribe to the unrestricted aisle. Please it do. Looks so good. Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah, super cool preview, but yeah. Like so, the inflatable, uh, yeah. The inflatable <laughs> elf. Yeah, the inflatable Santa suit makes perfect sense. Yeah, they're two up on a motorcycle now. Nice. So the elf's driving and Santa's on the back hanging on. It's perfect. <laughs> so, did anybody get anything cool for Christmas? 
I got myself the camera. That's. A, I was going to say you literally bought yourself a kick-ass camera. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can't go anywhere. Might as well just fucking buy myself something. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, your girlfriend's out of the town, right? Yeah, she's she's in the. So she's, yeah, right. Oh, pickle oh, Rick. You got pickle Rick. Pickle Rick socks. That's cool. <laughs> nice. That's cool. We are. Uh, Dan, Dan is by far. I saw you were. Were you holding on to a Mr. Hanky earlier, Dan? Oh yeah, uh, that's a that's a photo from a party about five years ago. <laughs> Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poop. Yeah, I was yeah, like a giant like, stuffed Mr. Hanky. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see the theme. I'm picking up on the theme. Uh, yeah. Mr. Hoffer like has your, disappeared. Uh, your scooter uh, pillow in the This is um, our household. This is a, I, I can't remember where these came from. I think they came from Target years ago. And uh, in our house, when we decorate for Christmas, we put up that pillow and we put out our ceramic, the ceramic Christmas tree my mom made in 1977 or 78. So that's our Christmas. We do those two items. We have acquired a wreath now, so we have three items. It's getting very fucking Christmassy around my house. We have three whole items. Decorating for Christmas takes minutes. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're really full of the Christmas spirit. I had to find, I had to dig this out today. So back home in Mexico, why my thing was the, uh, the Charlie Brown tree. Which oh, is yeah. yeah the Charlie bottom Brown. and one little bolt. Boom. <laughs> that was it. That, that was my Christmas tree every year. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, we were gonna we were talking today about watching Scrooged, the Bill Murray one. Oh, that's a great that. one. Seen, seen that one for years. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's I, was we were watching uh before the podcast started, we were watching my favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. yeah. Honestly, it fucking holds up. Die Hard's a great movie. It is a great movie. It yeah. still holds up today. It does. It's still a very fun, very good movie. Very good movie. It's yeah. not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know it's Christmas. I did buy myself a couple of good Christmas presents. I bought um, a raffle ticket for a gun raffle through Ducks Unlimited. Okay. And they have a raffle every day of the year. Really? So you have 365 chances to get drunk. And how many? With, with the same number? So Pardon me? How much does the ticket cost? I think they're 50 bucks. You can't lose, can you? Well, I don't know. I Probably. Mean, <laughs> we'll see how many tickets they sell. But if they're drawing 365 guns and it's $50 a ticket, well, that's pretty great. Good thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you win anything, you'll be ahead of the game by a long shot. So that's cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. The uh, Mr. Hoffer, did you get anything cool for Christmas? My daughter gave me a bottle of Basil Hayden that she owed me. Oh, hey, Jack! <laughs> it's I got you rent. Free rent for uh, as long as you live here. <laughs> she said. She said, "What do you, what do, you, what do you get me?" And I said, "You got free rent for as long as you live here." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got a bunch. I got a tequila sample, and 
<laughs> she said she got me an old man, old men matter cup, you asshole. <laughs> old lives, sorry, old lives matter. Old lives you matter. Asshole. Old life. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. I got a day off, which was to me, I got a, like I said, I got a day off with my wife, which is priceless. 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 Yeah. 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 I, we don't, uh, we're not opening gifts this year until we get, uh, you know, the recipients, we're going to do a zoom thing so we can open gifts with the, the, re, the, the nieces and nephews. We stopped by there yesterday, dropped the gifts off, got to see the kids. That was great. But everything is, you know, we're not going to hang out in the house while they open gifts. Too many people get the fuck out of there, you know? Right. So, that's what I feel. So we're just going to open them up on the Zoom and that'll be fine. Um, I have no idea what we've gotten. I'm sure it'll be spectacular. Uh, but yeah, we that's as close as we're getting. So That makes, that makes sense. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. You go drop off the gifts. Yep. Just go somewhere else and then you just do the zoom and then you just kind of open the gifts on the, that makes sense. And we don't have to trust Amazon. We don't have to trust Amazon or UPS yeah. or USPS. Yeah. We know where they live and they're getting delivered. So they're getting dropped off right. and everything's fine. So and that'll, that'll be it. Um, and with the shipping now, you wouldn't even want to get involved in that. I mean, your family's in Mexico. I can't even imagine. Oh, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, don't even try. <laughs> well, that's what if I if if I was even gonna try, yeah, it would be in January when everybody's done with their shit. Then I'll do my shipping. That's a really good idea. It's just wait until it's fucking over. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a really good idea. No, and, it, and it's everywhere because even my girlfriend was having issues shipping stuff. Not even that far away. She's in Milwaukee shipping stuff to Chicago, which is. Yeah. An hour drive. Right. Stuff was getting stuck in the USPS for yeah. three days. Yeah. Yeah. It's an so, hour drive. Right. Yeah. It could have. It could have just been direct shot. You'd been much better. Yeah. Buy a bus ticket. Would have been there no problem. Probably. Yeah. 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 So we're we're just not messing around with it. We'd kind of screwed up because we had ordered some skis for Merit. Uh, Cause we'd love to do some skiing this year, but we got rid of all our equipment. So we ordered some gear for her and it's all, you know, leftover stuff, secondhand from resorts and stuff. And, but when we ordered it, we figured we were ordering it far enough back, you know, early, early December that it wouldn't be part of the Christmas madness. And in fact it did, it turned up like two days before Christmas. It turned up like on Wednesday at the shop. And so that's, you know, that gives you an idea of just how slow everything's moving right now. It's, it's well, the wild. good thing you didn't get it. You didn't get any snow until yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like we missed anything. There were, there was no chance of us missing any skiing whatsoever. So but, where do you guys usually go? Cause I, I have my snowboard and I've only used it like two or three times when I was in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I never used it here. Okay. Well, Oscar, that's great because you know, here in Cleveland, we have a couple of small places, uh, that are, uh, uh Boston mills and Brandywine. Okay. And they're, you buy one ticket, you get to go to both parks. It's very convenient. It's not far away. It's maybe half an hour, 45 minutes away. So that's super easy. But then if you want to go and do something fun, we, we always go and we'll invite you along. We go to a place called Holiday Valley in New York, and it's in Ellicottville, New York. And it's actually really nice. It's a really great place to ski and snowboard. And it's incredibly easy. So there's tons of good, easy runs. So it's not 
terrifying. Like you don't accidentally fuck up mm-hmm. and end up skiing off the side of a crevasse <laughs> into a trench that nobody's ever going to find you in. Uh, no, this is really cool. It's a big place and they've got all kinds of different runs. Nice. So yeah, that's a, that's a place and merit will normally do skis, but then she'll usually try snowboard like one day just to kind of reacquaint herself with it. Mm-hmm. I haven't snowboarded in probably 10 years. So that's really close. Try. I just checked. Yeah, that's, pretty close pretty close yeah they're yeah. easy to get to yeah holy shit so. to us. that's like 30 minutes away from here that's what i'm telling you man yeah. no growing up in this in this part of the world um if you were a kid you were on the ski team because then once a week they would put you in a bus and drag you off to that place nice. and you'd get there at you know 4 p.m or whatever and ski until 10 p.m and the chaperones would get drunk and they'd all fold back onto the the bus and get you back home. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, that was fun to, to go out in ski club. Ski club. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I know people that ski went to ski club for four years and never skied not once. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were very they were very liberal in the lodge regarding the alcohol policy. Uh, kids would sign up for ski club just to get and now our ski club group at our school was really, really small. So we didn't get a bus. Somebody would always have to volunteer to drive. And there were always one or two of these guys that were like, I will remind you, this is like 83, 84, right? 82, 83, 84. So there'd always be somebody with a van and he'd show up <laughs> like, Oh, I'll drive. It's okay. You, you just guys, you guys kick in for gas and I'll be happy to drive. And so he'd show up in the van. And next thing you know, a bunch of teenagers pile into the van with ski equipment and then they just start smoking and drinking, and away we go. So ass grass yeah. And by the end of it, they, they wouldn't even put skis on. they just hang out in the van in the parking lot, and all of us little kids would go in and ski, yeah. and then we'd come back, and we'd, you know, we'd part of the ski club, so the skiing was free, but we'd have to give this guy three or four bucks for gas, which, of course, back in those days meant you had eight or ten people in the van you made bank you got gas for like three weeks so you got gas beer and weed for three weeks gas and grass for weeks yeah and i think i joined the ski club if i'm not mistaken i joined the ski club when i was like 10 or 11 <laughs> it was uh it was run by the jc's and it was mostly a teenager kind of thing so being an 11 year old kid in the back of the van with all the people passing the bottle around and getting fucked up um I was definitely the the little weirdo in the group, that, you know, <laughs> and I had the little tiny short skis because, you know, you're just 11 years old and your skis are real tiny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. Did you do ski club when you were that, that age? Because you were up in the Great White North, weren't you, Dan? I've never downhill skied in my life. In that Malibu seems Cape. impossible. But, but I did hang out at the ski chalet in my hometown in La Crosse, Wisconsin. It was, yeah. it was known to be the place where you could get served if you were underage. Absolutely. I guaranteed a 15-year-old could drink. When I was a kid, if you were on ski team, you went into the ski chalet, you were going to get served. Nobody looked twice, you know? If you could reach the bar and pay, you were getting, you were getting drunk. Yeah. Nice. And I don't know if that was just an overall, like we're celebrating a, a very European ski chalet lifestyle. So, you know, do as the Germans do. But uh, yeah, they didn't card at all. I think I think it was a general thing because even I remember uh, back in Mexico when I was a kid, I was probably in my teens, yeah, early teens, and I remember going to the, the just the grocery store nearby and just buying a, a bottle of uh, 
uh, Smirnoff vodka and some smokes for my dad. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, when you started that, Oscar, I swear to God, I thought you were going to tell me about how when you were a teenager and you were on the ski team in Mexico. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was, no. Yeah, I remember skiing on my sand dunes and just kind of fucking going to the beach. <laughs> that would be the only way I can ski, man. Sand dunes. The, uh, and that's, and I'm not kidding you. That is absolutely, uh, I mean, I've learned a lot of things about Mexico since I've met Oscar. I've had a lot of, uh, myths dispelled. He's taught me a lot about Mexico, but if you would have told me that you were skiing in Mexico, I would have, I would have had to call bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it on Chive TV though. People skiing in sand dunes. Oh man. Oh Yeah. Yeah. You can do that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can do it. I, I imagine it would tear up the surface of the ski, though. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. You don't do it on new equipment. No. Yeah, you sand the shit out of the bottom of the snowboard, but yeah, come to wax it <laughs> you don't. as soon as you're done. Well, you remember the, the snowboards that we had at uh, AMA Vintage Days. We were dragging around behind the bikes on the milk crates. <laughs> you saw what happened to those things. Like, you saw what happened to Cam. <laughs> oh, well, that, yeah, and then you cut Wait, it in half. That wasn't a snowboard, though. <laughs> that was well, a dildo. You cut it in half, and then we have them in, in band camp as well. And I have the picture with me going sideways because you you were making a curve with the with the BW, right? The two hundred. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm going sideways on the fucking the milk crate on a half sawed off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one half of a snowboard, one the milk crate, milk. one eye bolt. Hold on for dear life. <laughs> That's all you. One eyeball. That's all you got to have. And it's a steering mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's a great picture. <laughs> so I have definitely, I've committed to this for next year because I know next year at some point during the year, COVID will end. Yes. I'm, I'm guaranteeing that at some point next year, we're going to be able to go to do shit. We have sold a number of these SSRs, these little Chinese dirt bikes, these little Chinese pit bikes. I'm going to assure you, when we go do things this year, get your call in early and reserve your SSR. Um, just, just have one. An SSR 125 with a clutch uh, is so much fun. Seven. Yeah. Really? Is it bad now? I prepared one for a customer yesterday and took it out in the parking lot and just spent a half an hour breaking it in. And really? It turns out that that for a normal size motorcycle, a 125 might not be enough to call it a good wheelie bike. But for half of a motorcycle, a 125cc is perfect for a good wheelie bike. Great for just running around, having stupid fun, just pulling unnecessary dumb wheelies in the parking lot. Second gear, just just second gear wheelies all you want all day long because the thing is so light and it's so tiny you just think about it and it goes, you, you go over there and it goes over there. You think about a wheelie, it does a wheelie. It's so much fun. So I'm convinced that next year we're going to make sure we keep a lot of these around. Like there's going to be just a lot of these at the shop and we're going to make sure that any event we go to, we're just going to throw four or five of them in the back of the truck. And no matter where we go, they're just going to be a flock of them and then just get on, give the thing a kick and go have fun. Cause it is so much better and we can just stack them on each other. Nobody gives a shit about tying them down. Just is there any way of uh, uh, 
strapping on one of those, the uh, booby bouncer? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm absolutely certain we could strap all sorts of horrible things to these things. Uh, <laughs> they, they feel just durable enough that you could break it if you tried to do actual jumping or off-road jumping shit. You'd break it. But for the kind of shenanigans we do at Mid-Ohio and stuff, perfect. I think these are perfect. You know, just change the oil every 25 minutes. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a valve adjustment just by ear. Just do one valve adjustment over the course of the weekend. You'll be great. Yeah. I'm Italian tune up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep a very close eye on the chain tension, you know, right. or some liquor on there every once in a while to keep it clean. I don't think, but I, I really think these might be the answer for the dumbest, funnest, just a flock of these things. Because riding it around the neighborhood yesterday, riding it around, it's it's absolutely as fast as you need to go for anything mid-Ohio or a band camp or anything like that. Doesn't need to go any faster. It's got the perfect amount of traction for like dirt and grass and mud and that crap. But it's got enough power that it can, you know, go and do and have fun. So How are the tires? Are they uh They're good. Knobby? Yeah, they're knobby as hell. Mm. Like they're proper proper knobby tires. Yeah. So they're, if you try to get stupid in a parking lot or concrete or asphalt, you're going down. You're going to eat <laughs> shit in a big way. But that keeps you more so, that keeps you more settled down. You know, you don't want to go so fast if you got knobbies on. You know, it's better for the dirt anyway. So I think we're gonna, just going to have a bunch of those for next year. We're just going to kind of set them up like pit bikes. Maybe do some kind of a commemorative paint scheme on them. You know, some limited edition kind of thing. Yeah, you know, painter. <laughs> what, yeah, we we know a painter. I was thinking more along lines of wrapping paper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's probably the only thing that I that I I, I wish the CT one ten had mm-hmm. a clutch. Yeah, that's Absolutely. the only thing. I mean, it's it's a yeah. perfect bike. I fucking love it. Yeah, but the sound of it, the just the, just the sheer power of the low gear. Yeah, but I wish it had a clutch. Well, that's Dan. Dan has a clutch. Just, yeah, Dan just pulled oh. up the picture. So Dan pulled the picture up. Nice. That's what they are. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they look and fun. You can pick it up so easy. I mean, it is like just pick it up in your hands. Just pick it up and carry it. Yeah. It's crazy lightweight. Yeah. So, but that right there, that will take 40 years off your life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching some of those, uh, the new small uh, form factor electric bikes that have been coming out from, from China. Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying. Right. They're definitely trying. They're not getting there, but just like the, the there was one uh, that I just saw like last week, a demo of from Amazon, apparently like, 300 bucks or what? 50 and uh but yeah they don't they don't they top end is like 15 miles an hour yeah when they're fully charged and then from there if it's like halfway through it goes to like 10 and yeah the last like uh 25 there's like nothing you can you can go either go straight or downhill but there's it. no power at all so it's yeah just, it's really bad, but it, it, I mean, for someone that does, it, it's like the really crappy Chinese bikes and just in general, if just. I don't think, money. I think that with the kind of stuff that we're doing, gasoline is probably still the right answer. Yeah. 
I think for this kind of nonsense, gasoline is probably the right bet because you don't want to have to be like, well, I was having a great time, but now I have to stop having a great time. You know, the electric little disposable things like this don't have fast charging. So you're going to plug it into something, the equivalent of a cell phone charger for the next three days to charge up again. Yeah. So better to just, you know, throw another quart of gas in it and go, you know? Right. And I'm sure these will run on all the bad gas we've taken out of 26 motorcycles this winter. So, you know, looking at these bikes, they don't need to be on good gas. This this stuff will run on whatever you got hanging around. So it's the Jetson Bolt e-bike. Yeah. $399 in Amazon. Wow. That is cheap, but... Cheap as fuck, and it's small. Yeah. But still, it's just like it's... It, yeah. You're saying like, ooh, it's a really cheap e-bike, but it's yeah. it's it's not worth it. I mean, it's not the range and the speed. It's just like for that price, I would buy a fucking moped and probably go faster than that yeah. and go longer for a small right. amount of, of fuel on it. Yeah, for very little money. Yeah, and that's where with this kind of stuff with these SSRs, these pit bikes, yeah. we'll figure out we'll figure out how durable they are. We've been selling them now for about a year. We've got a lot of people riding them. We've seen them break. We have seen these things break. Not the mo- not the 125s. We've seen the 70s break, and we saw one of the 110s break. But those all ascribe to the same failure point. The failure point is Uncle Mitch. And what happens is they buy the thing for, you know, little Xavier or whoever. And then sooner or later, Uncle Mitch has to get involved and show that he knows how to ride a motorcycle. But Uncle Mitch is usually around 375 pounds. So Uncle Mitch gets on this thing, jumps on it, and tries to ride it around the backyard. Next thing you know, he's trying to jump a curb and something catastrophic happens. So they don't survive Uncle Mitch, but what they do survive is Uncle Phil. I've taken these things in the parking lot and I just beat the tar out of them and they seem to hold up. So we'll see how they do in an off-road drunken environment like one of our places where we go. So, yeah, who knows? Could be weird. Can't see any reason not to have them around, though. It seems like a blast. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we're going to get back to play. I don't know. I have any idea when, we're, when it's game on again, when it's going to be, problem, though. you know, everyone's well, got President their... President Alex says it's going to be really bad coming up, so... Yeah, that seems to be the case. And uh, the, you know, health director from New Hampshire was just on and said they're in, in the direst of direst straits four or five days ago. And that was as a result of Thanksgiving. So, you know, that's like a three-week hang time, you know? So Christmas is going to be a very long time. Oh, wow. That looks insane, Oscar. But it also looks very fragile. Yeah, and like, it's foldable. I mean, you fold the, uh, yeah. the, the fork downward and then yeah that looks like it'll fold whether or not you want it to (laughs) i can't imagine that going through one of the mud ruts at man camp oh no 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 yeah Yeah. that's this break front and real uh no rear this break yeah that looks like it's just a commuter thing like you get off the bus you've got that hanging over your shoulder and then you throw it on the ground and you ride it yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, so that's that's like a extended commuter thing. It's to get you to your bus stop, and then from the bus stop to your you know businessman job. 
Well, they don't make them like CT70s anymore where you can do anything or like the Z50s. Yeah. You could do any, and even, even the uh, 400 pound hillbilly jumping over, you know, things doesn't destroy those because you look at those, uh, those, uh, like at the, at the mud races or whatever, they have those like, Fat guys running around on like uh, oh yeah Z fifties no yeah. problem five hundred yeah. pound guy in a Z fifty is not even a challenge no it looks yeah, like a, like two wheels coming out of his ass but there's no way it can break I'm trying to get an XR seventy right now a Honda XR seventy for nothing uh, to get it donated to me and that I thought that'd be a fun thing to take an, a Honda XR seventy out and then compare its ruggedness against or its speed or velocity up against these SSR seventies because they're, they're strange. I mean, like it's a totally different take on the same idea of basically taking a small child and giving them too much power. And if they survive, you probably got a good kid on your hands. Uh, you know, you probably do something well with that kid if they make it to 14, but those things like all that Z 50 and, uh, XR 70, uh, PW 50, all those things were designed to separate the, the wheat from the chafe. You know, those were Darwin, you know, right. making sure only the strongest, smartest kids survived. So I had an XR 80 and man, that thing, you could do anything to that. You could jump it, you know, yeah. you'd ride it through like ditches. You could right. jump it over anything and it just took it. It'll take it. It will take anything you can throw at it and it will terminate a kid that's not smart enough. To be careful with it. The, uh, but I will say sad fact is I did sell the other day. I was in the process of selling a, uh, a one, two, five to a, to a guy. And on the, on these bikes, I should let you know they, they don't have a key. So they have a kill button, a button to kill it. There's no ignition key. So you have to do three things. You have to turn the gas on. Check. You have to pull the choke lever up. Check. And then you have to kick it. And those are the three things you have to do to start it. Um, bonus, you have to put it in neutral. If you don't put it in neutral, when you kick it, it'll do something awesome. But if you don't put it in neutral, but putting it in neutral, you'll do that on your own. What I've learned is that people of today, there are people that will that you will meet every day that cannot learn that you need to turn the gas on, turn the choke on, and then kick it. There are people that you won't be able to train those three things while they're taking ownership of the vehicle. And that after you told them to do that like six or seven times, that you walk away and they'll come knock on the door again and say, it won't start. I said, well, did you turn the choke on? Did you turn the fuel on and did you kick it? No, no, they didn't do that. And so I think it, it was, did you feel that when they first started doing that, they had to hold the brake? Yeah. yeah. Was, was that, that a really hard one to, to uh, and these ones are clutch, you know, these have got a clutch on them. So you just, you right. know, as long as they're neutral, go have at it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the guy didn't get it. And it was really disturbing to me that I was selling a vehicle to somebody that just couldn't get that lesson. And I tried, like I said, it was no short, no less than six times. I made it very clear that those were the three things you had to do and he didn't get it. And so eventually I did, I got it going for him. And he's like, well, I want to take it for a ride around the parking lot. I'm like, no, no, just break it. 
put it in the back of your truck. It just goes right in the back of your truck. And then I knew I was in good shape because they couldn't figure out how to get the tonneau cover off the back of their truck. So they put it in the back seat of the truck. So there you go. So I think we're going to be. That's pretty, that's pretty sad. It's, yeah. Look, we need more erector sets out there, man. We need more Lincoln logs. We need more Tootsie toys, you know? Uh, right. Right. We need more of that stuff. We need more Tinker toys. We need to, to have people understand the way things interact with each other. Like people need to understand, you know, square peg, round hole, that kind of thing. And that's, that's being sorely left out for a lot of folks. But I think the problem is that they get ribbons because they get halfway through the fucking thing and they yeah. actually sort of kind of get it. So just like, good job, you're done. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. Con- congratulations, yeah. you put it. You congratulations, put it together once. It. <laughs> yeah, you put it together once successfully by accident. Now move on. <laughs> you're clearly you can teach this course now. Yeah, oh yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, you help the other kids. But yeah. so I I think there might be something to that as we start getting more into that, you know, cause yeah, they, the razor makes these cool little mini bikes. Those little mini bikes are great, but they literally have a button. You just press the button and they turn on and you go, you know, that's, that's it. So yeah, it could be an advanced life skill. I'm glad I'm 51 years old and I have these advanced life skills so I can go out and enjoy all these stupid things. The, uh, cause I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to mess around with anything else at this point. But I think that's our target for next year is a bunch of these little stupid mini bikes to ride around and I'll be totally happy with that. And honestly, just having events to go to, that'd make me happy. Or a event. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, one event to go to would be good. <laughs> here's, our, here's our promise. If by September we're not open and everything's functioning normally, if by September, maybe we'll just fuck off to Steve's property and we'll just say it's an event. That's now, fine with me. Right. And then it can be, if you've had your vaccination, well done. I might treat you like you haven't, even if you have, but I'll still be there and I'll be having fun and I'll be falling off of a mini bike, you know, <laughs> and I'll be shooting things with a BB gun and I'll be drinking excessively. And whether or not we're all vaccinated doesn't matter as long as I pretend like I'm, not. you know, it's like, at that point, if we haven't gotten the, the shot, I will wear, wear a balaclava and just fucking just, just walk around with that fucking thing. I don't give a shit. I, I, we need that yeah. shit. We need it. Yeah, give me a spaceman helmet. That's fine. I'll be good. I, I, I mean, Snake Eyes was the, my favorite fucking G.I. Yes. I would love to have a just Snake Eyes mask. And just fucking just fuck a wall. <laughs> you know what? I will, t- I will tell you this. I took all of, I, you know, the here in Ohio, the Bureau of Workers Compensation sends out masks to employers. Um, we got some masks and we got like 50 of these masks. And I believe they were made by BVD because the masks are made out of boys underwear material. I don't know why I said boys just now. I guess I could have just said underwear material, but there are two layers of that. And they have a little, you know, piping around and things for your ears and uh, a little slot you open to piss through. But the, we have them and they're all white. And so they are white uh, and they smell like underwear. And (laughs) (laughs) when they're new, like I can't wear a white mask, man. If I wear a white mask, it stays clean for like, nothing like it just doesn't stay clean because 
I work in a dirty environment, you know? So I took all the white masks home and I, I bought two containers of writ dye and I actually read the instructions more complicated than you think, by the way, it's not what you think it is. It's more difficult, both the washing and rinsing process or dyeing and rinsing process. But I did, I dyed up a batch of uh, face masks. They're fucking great, man. So the, the mask part of it is black, but then the piping around it, because it's made of a different material, it's kind of a gray color. So it is kind of cool two-tone. And, um, and it's neat. And I still, I recommend that for anybody that, you know, you got a bunch of these white masks, you get a black mask on, you just feel cooler. I saw the weirdest mask when I was driving back from Wisconsin. I was one of the uh, trailer just gas station stops like midway. I was in Indiana. I was buying some food and uh, wherever. The guy had a shield. If you think of a shield, usually you just have the, the, the foam stuff on top and you have right. the, your shield, right? Yeah, right. This was a chin shield. So the, the, the foam was on the on your chin. Yeah. And then it sticks out and then the fucking guard goes up. It was weird as fuck. Which is I've way smarter. Thing. That's way smarter. Because yeah. normally with the shield thing, all your spit goes under the shield and gets on people. <laughs> right? Hey, Merritt. Did you get any of those chin shields? The upside down face shields? It looks weird as fuck. Do you have any here? Oh, bring it. Merritt got one. Yeah, yeah they're, they're funky. I mean, they're, I mean, if you think like welding or anything, it's yeah, like yeah. always from top to bottom. Right. That's when your fucking foam is in your chin and then you have the fucking Well, people come to my shop with this fucking shield on because they don't want to mess their makeup up or whatever. And right. so they'll pop in and they got this shield on. But instead of being like, you know, uh, you know a cop, you know, a stormtrooper, like beat the shit out of you shield. They got it up like they're, they're the fucking riverboat gambler. Like they're freaking dealing cards in Vegas. And that shield ain't doing shit for nobody. So, yeah. Fuck that. But yeah, so Merrick got a couple of these ones that actually do mount on your chin, which is hilarious. So that's, that's fucking cool. But they mount on your neck, Merrick says. But yeah, it's like a spit tray there. It's like going to the salad yeah, bar. Yeah, your, yeah. yeah. So anything that comes out of your mouth just goes into the catch tray yeah. probably has a little valve on the bottom you know <laughs> like <laughs> like playing it playing a trumpet yeah <laughs> merit says you're supposed to wear a mask when you have these on anyway so but that i mean that's a great idea no matter what but yeah it's cool so okay here we go so this is it so i'm, I'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna demonstrate one of these for the class Looks like I'm going to have to take off my headgear. No, maybe not. All right, here you go. It goes around your neck. Um, and yes, and you can put the, you put the popcorn in here. <laughs> so the popcorn goes in here, and then you just tilt it back. But yeah, there it is. I'm not wearing it. Now we oh, did, that's, like, that's, that's like a dog cone. It is like a half of a dog cone. It is a fucking dog of shame, shame cone. It's exactly what it is. Now, Merritt didn't take off the, the laminate film to protect it. But it is, it is around my neck right now. Um, it's, it's lightly hugging my neck, like the hands of a 12 year old boy. Oh my God. Stop saying boy, man. Why do I, uh, so here we are. We're back up again. So that's the, uh, COVID of shame. It is the, it is the COVID of shame. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, there you go. So that's, it's, that's it's, it was, it's kind of the same, but it was like starting from here and it was like that tall. But I will say this is 
fucking comfortable. I mean, like, it, it's not pissing me off, right? Uh, it is weird. It's weird. <laughs> it is. I, I do feel like if I put it back far enough, check out the side view on that thing. Yeah, I, I think you should put a sticker on the bottom that says multipass. Multipass. <laughs> this one just said says Z Shield for our Canadian listeners. That's Z Shield. Z Shield. Uh, right. So that's that. There we go. Jeez. Yeah. So that's that. So anybody got anybody else got anything else? Which I'm fucking. By the way, here's the Doctor Waters for having one of these, two of these in the house. On the spot. Cool. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, let's keep it short and brief. You know, um, Sleepy's not here because he's had all kinds of Christmas just has unleashed hell on Sleepy. Um, yeah, send out your wishes to yeah, like if send the podcast well community, please send out well wishes to him because he's had a really bad, bad Christmas. So he has. So uh, his two dogs uh, both got into something, I guess, and they were poisoned, right? Or the symptoms were that of dogs that were poisoned. And so I might understand his great Dane is done. It's his great, great Dane, Dane passed away. Yeah. yeah, his great Dane passed away. And so, uh, so yeah, that's why he's not here right now. So uh, that's, you know, that, that little block down there, that BMA media group, that's where Sleepy's supposed to be. So, uh, yeah, we miss him, obviously. So uh, much love to him for going through just a, a terrible time at Christmas. So uh, I did see his daughter playing with the little poo toilet game thing, though. So I hope that brings them joy. Uh, but, you know, Christmas is there's enough stress with Christmas as it is and losing an animal at that time of the year. Oh, it's just awful. So right. yeah, just, just terrible. So that's it. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Ride fast and take chances. Play us out. I can't hit the button. I don't think we can. No, only Sleepy can hit the only button. Only Sleepy can hit the button. And he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be released from this podcast. <laughs>